Welcome to Flow Working, the entrepreneur's podcast, helping entrepreneurs tackle real-world problems in their businesses with tips, tricks, and advice from other solopreneurs. In this episode, I sit down for a heartfelt chat with transformational mindset coach Luke Harlan. We chat about life, business, and the mindset it takes to persevere through everything and find your path to success. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Flow Working, the entrepreneur's podcast. I am Megan, the host and CEO of Flow. Today, I'm excited to be having a wonderful conversation with Luke Harlan, who's a transformational mindset coach. How are you doing this morning, Luke? Doing amazing. Thanks, Megan. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to get diving into our conversation. But before I do that, I'm going to introduce you to the audience just a little bit. Um, Luke Harlan is a well-sought-after transformational mindset coach and speaker, freeing people from the common myths, misconceptions, and limiting beliefs holding them back from becoming the best versions of themselves to thrive in every area of life. His powerful coaching and engaging speaking platform, Mindset Freedom, empowers you to make the necessary shifts in your thinking to operate from a framework of self-awareness, accountability, belief, and aligned vision to achieve your goals with absolute clarity of purpose and direction. Luke absolutely believes in the untapped potential and greatness that resides in all of us. He's obsessed with helping those ready for more to embrace and unleash their true potential. He blends his creativity, humor, and real-world experience with absolute candor and compassion to awaken, inspire, and empower his audience. So... That's fantastic. All of that is lovely. Um, But I always love reading bios. It kind of gives us a general purpose. But in your own words, tell us a little bit about what you do, maybe the short 30-second version of what you do um, to help your clients. Sure. I I would say really it's just I help them get unstuck Mm -hmm. and bring them clarity, insight, and perspective. Uh, Because we can't do that for ourselves. Like our life is like proofreading a paper. We can't see the missing words. Our brain kind of fills it in and we don't have that perspective. We need someone on the outside to come in. And a lot of times it's not this huge cathartic aha moment for someone else, but it is for ourselves because we can't see where our gaps are. And so having someone come in and when I work with my clients, we have a very specific methodology of taking our clients through like mindset shifts to give them that clarity, insight, perspective, but mostly empower them so they have a framework which then they can utilize and apply to any area of their lives. So really, when people are unsure, on you know, stuck, feel like they should be doing more, being more, but can't get that clarity around what that actually is because we're kind of confined in our thinking, uh, that's where I come in to really help open it up and just inspire them to get outside themselves and then just have that freedom, that mindset freedom to take control and go in new directions. That's wonderful. And let me tell you, the group that is listening today or watching this whenever they get to it or my group as entrepreneurs and there is no more mindset stuck humans (laughs) we're the risk takers and the go-getters and oh my gosh we get in our heads about it don't we we are always in our heads we overthink we we create these scenarios of what ifs uh and that's the entrepreneur i mean that's the dreamer the creator and the doer and when, when you have that right and left brain like combating each other uh, a lot of times we get stuck and that's where we kind of need someone to kind of show them the path and realize, hey, you can take this path. It's okay. Uh, progress, not perfection. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Uh, we all want to swing out of the gate like just being perfect and you can't do it. 
you gotta, like I always said, you can't steer a parked car. You just gotta get it moving and then you can make it better and add new wheels and a tint or a bigger engine, paint it, do whatever, but that's us. And, and people resonate better when we're human and authentic. Uh, if we're polished, then there's too much distance and we're not gonna connect with our audience. Well, and that's very true. Um, you know, and, and I know one of the things that you work with people on is that self-awareness piece. Um, so one of, the, one of the things as an entrepreneur, I mean, I've struggled with this and you've gone through yeah. clients. Maybe you've had some struggle of that. Like you said, that, that being aware of who you are and maybe how your brain's kind of getting in that way. So what's something oh, to work with around that self-awareness piece or some tips you could give us about maybe being a little more self-aware or less sure. self -aware? Well, well, I can tell you right now, it's the first mindset shift. We have their five shifts to creating your best life. That first one is self-awareness because you need to be able to measure anything to be able to track it and then actually change it. And what people don't realize is that how our brain works is that we get like 7,000 pieces of information and more hitting us all day long. And if we try to process that consciously, our heads would literally explode. So our brains have this really cool mechanism where it just files it in our subconscious and it allows it, it only filters into our conscious what we deem is important. Mm -hmm. So 95% of those things that we say we do on autopilot, like tying our shoes, eating, driving a car, we, yeah, you know, it could go from one place to another. Like, I don't even remember driving because their, their habits, their behaviors. But what happens is, is if you have behaviors and habits such as being like procrastinating or pushing things to the end of the day, or maybe not taking a risk, those are subconscious behaviors. So when an opportunity comes your way, you don't see it as an opportunity. It passes you by and just gets stuck in subconscious. And really quickly, there's something that happens externally. You have a thought, you have a feeling about it. It gets washed against your belief system of, you know, what you believe to be right or wrong. Then you make a decision and then you take an action and then there's a result or an inaction, which is an action in itself. But all this happens literally in a millisecond. Mm -hmm. So you don't recognize that something has passed you by because you haven't put it on the forefront of your conscious brain. So when we talk about being self-aware, it's really getting clear of what do you really want? There's only two things in life. What do you really want and why do you want it? At the tie, tying the emotional to the practical and then really identifying, okay, if that's what I really want, I need to be more mindful and aware of my actions and activities. Are they serving that purpose? Are they opening up opportunities or are my blinders on and I'm only seeing a narrow focus and I just keep saying, well, these things aren't happening for me. Well. There's a methodology shift we'll get into later, but yeah, to be self-aware is you've got to start recognizing that you need to open your awareness up of your own actions and seeing, are they in alignment with what I really want to do? Um, and most of the time there's a conflict there that we're not, we aren't consciously aware of. Uh, so it's holding us back and we're like our own jailers. Um, so yeah, that's where the self-awareness piece comes in. And it's hard. That's why they're exercises. That's where there's practical, because you can't say be more aware because that's like, you know, if you weren't aware in the first place, you can't suddenly be more aware until you, you we, we handpack out whatever your spe specific priorities, give you action steps to create that new skill. It's just a skill like tying your shoes, riding a bike, anything else. Anyone can do it. So don't think it's foreign or you got to really get into the neuropsychology of it. Well, and I love that thought that it's it's more those skills become that disruptor. Um, yes. I've heard that term a lot. I. I mean, personally, I'm at a stage in my own entrepreneurial journey where that self-awareness piece has come to my mind and I'm like, oh my gosh, well, how, you know, and, and, and just transitioning here for a minute into, okay, so now I'm self-aware. I see that I'm doing, I'm working on some things and now I'm recognizing, oh goodness, 
I'm not really managing my emotions the way that I thought that I was. There's some mismanagement going on of my emotions. And I know that's also a topic that you work with your clients on is, you know, I'm sure coming aware of it, but then also, okay, so I'm mismanaging my emotions. Now what? Right. And and that's really the, the bane of everyone's kind of suffering state is emotional mismanagement is because we allow our emotions to dictate our identities, what we do and our action steps. Um, and to, and the thing is, it's not to not have emotions. It's not to be a robot or a Vulcan or something like that in this kind of, you know, linear spreadsheet world and confined. It's to recognize that we really need to embrace like our greatest gift is free will. And that means that it's a choice. And what we talk about is what we're really doing is we're going to create a gap between a stimuli and response. And that gap, the further we can create the gap between something happening and then how we respond or react to it. And that's what we that that's what we're looking for. And this really comes from uh, Viktor Frankl's in a man's search uh, for something. I forget. You guys can look it up. But you know, I, I would have sounded profound if I could. Get it. <laughs> that's all right. So but that's really what we want to do is because what happens is like again, like I say, something happens, and if it goes in the subconscious thread in your emotional brain, you're going to have an automatic emotional reaction to it. And the problem is, is if you don't address it or says, does that emotion serve me? Um, you're never going to stop it from kind of controlling your thought pattern and controlling your decisions and your actions. And the biggest control, what we call the locus of control, we have two types of brains. We have our thinking brain, which is a critical and you know, analytic brain. And then we have our emotional brain, which is the reactive brain. And it's okay to have a reaction because you're human, feel emotions, but then temper it with the critical thinking and say, is this emotion something that's going to serve me? Do I believe this is a good thing or a bad thing? And we can get into belief sets later, but that's you have the decision, then you're making a decision of controlling what you do with that emotion. It's not not having the emotion. That's it. That's ridiculous. You're going to have an emotion. You know, that's just how we are. We're humans. We're not like, you know, robots. Yeah. Um, but it's then this is where your free will and choice comes in. Mm-hmm. You can now either emotionally react, which nine times out of 10 is just going to spin you down either a negative feedback loop or um, do something that's not constructive. Or you can have an intelligent response. You can respond intelligently using your critical thinking brain by creating the distance so you don't automatically spontaneously react emotionally, but you say, oh, like a perfect example is like getting cut off, you know, driving. Someone cuts you off. Mm -hmm. And the first thing you do, yeah, you're scared, you're pissed off. You have this emotion. Mm -hmm. But then if you can separate the gap and say, wait a minute, I wasn't hit, I wasn't injured, I acknowledged that I was frightened, that I was scared, and it made me angry. But let it go. Just say, look, I'm not hurt. I'm good. I'm going with my day. What really happens is now we're assuming we make all these false projections. Mm-hmm. The person in front of me is like a child killer, dog beater, worst person on the planet, oh. evil person, yep. obviously, you know, and, and then we have these conversations. How many of you, and I'm going to raise my hand, have had that telling off that person conversation in their head for the next 10 minutes while they're driving to work or whatever they're doing. And they're like yelling at this person and having this conversation. And all they're doing is building up this negative energy. And now that person, you don't know if that person going to see a dying relative, maybe just didn't pay attention and cut you off. Maybe it was an aggressive idiot. Like you don't know, you know, but you control you. You don't allow that that situation to control you past that immediate like emotion and then you stop it because if you take that negative energy what are you going to do you're just going to vomit that out into your work environment yeah you're going to tell that first person you see at the coffee machine what happened and how wronged you were you know and it just yeah. creates it festers and you know or what if you bring that home to your family like oh. 
it's just baggage, it's emotional baggage. And when we do that, we're giving away our power. We're letting some other external circumstance control how we think and how we feel. Uh, and so that's what I mean by the locus of control is deciding, are we gonna emotionally react or are we gonna intelligently respond? And it's just separating the distance between the thinking brain and the feel and the emotional brain by just taking that extra second to bring it to your conscious awareness that your emotions are valid, you have them, but are they going to serve you to perseverate on them? Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> no. So that's really that piece of it. It is so true. I love I love the example of of the driving because we've all been there. Oh I've yeah. Got, I've got two teenagers, and I, I there's oftentimes <laughs> back, and I'm I'm screaming and I'm yelling as we're leaving the parking lot at school. You hit you. And then all of a sudden I realize they're screaming and yelling, and I'm like, yeah. and I just bring it, you know. And then they're at home and they're nipping at each other. It's like I created yeah. that negative yep. environment just getting yep. out of the parking lot at school. How yeah. could we do this different? And so we've started turning on music and dancing and, you know, oh gosh, that, that only took us seven yeah. minutes to get from here to here. That wasn't that much time. And just being aware of the yeah. scenario to shift that mindset. Um, yeah. So I know we've right. talked a little bit about like the self-awareness, the emotional mismanagement, and mm -hmm. let's bring it into something maybe a little more practical. So, as sure. entrepreneurs, all of those things happen all, daily. Yeah. I can think of, yeah. you know, a bad sales call. And then all of a sudden you're spiraling, just like the bad driver. Oh, they're yeah. a bad person. I'm a bad person. This business isn't great. Oh. So what's a really practical way, even if it's just a tiny tip that you could give the listeners to help you clue into maybe that that's sure. happening? Well, first of all, I'm going to give you a very pragmatic one that changed my life. Sure. Um, it's it's it, no, but it's one that you can apply because it is is the ultimate shift in uh, paradigm thinking. And what I mean by that is there's a is that when you embrace the fact and you shift from that life is happening to you to life is happening for you, mm. then you go from a victim mentality. Everything's against me. Uh, someone's coming at me. All these things, and that's the suffering state. There's no creativity. There's no connection. There is no anything on that side. But when you go to a beautiful state, which is hope and beauty and progress and abundance, that's the life happening for me. And it means that terrible things can happen. That's just life. But again, that locus of control, is it, can you turn your obstacle into an opportunity? Can you turn your mess into your message? How do you transform what is happening and step back and realize, yeah, it's kind of crappy. Yes, it sucks. You know, all the whatever vernacular you use, most people, you know, have stronger words when things happen or someone and really approach it for why is this happening? Not why is it happening to me? What can I learn from the situation? How can I grow? And when you go from a fixed mindset of a reactionary emotional state to a growth mindset of what can I learn and what's the opportunity here, every situation doesn't become an identity attack or where you need to have a defense about, like it's not a personal attack. Most people in business or in life, uh, a client, when you say bad sales call, is there a bad sales call? There's an outcome that maybe you didn't want, but what can you learn to do better? Is there something I did to facilitate the, the direction I didn't want to go? Can I skill up? Can I role play? Can I learn to do this better? Is what I think I know really what I know? Can I go from a, a conscious incompetent or an unconscious incompetent where I just think I know everything to, an, mm. to a conscious incompetent, which is like, hey, I don't know what I don't know. I need some help. Let me raise my hand. Would you mind auditing me? Would you yeah. mind listening to me? Am I, saying, if, am I saying what I think I'm saying? Why aren't people responding? Why aren't I tracking? Why am I attracting these customers and clients that are just horrible? And I've done this and I've had peer groups where 
I've gotten the honest feedback. And if you're open to honest feedback and realize, hey guys, it's feedback, not criticism. It's an opportunity to grow. You you can well disagree with people because maybe you're really confident in something or the methodology in which you use. But if you're not obtaining the result, I, I really implore you to check your ego at the door and just take it as feedback. So when it comes to any of those situations, especially not for sure, entrepreneurship and business and sales and communication where you know we all the responsibility and weights on us if we can step back a little bit and realize that our locus of control of understanding and be more empathetic to the person because you don't know if they've had a bad day they are emotionally reacting yep. it's not a rejection of you it could be a rejection of the business opportunity mm -hmm. but they're not rejecting you personally and that's super hard to separate as an entrepreneur, because you pour your heart and soul and time and you're taking a lot of risk. You may be putting your family at risk. You have everyone saying, get a real job or you should do this. And there's a lot of pressure we put on ourselves, but our identity is not our vocation. We can slip up in business, we can make mistakes, but they're not, they're just learning curves. They're not failure if you treat it as an opportunity to learn. So that's really kind of the big pragmatic picture yeah. of life happening for you and not life happening to you and that really comes out from a, a concept called above the line thinking. Mm -hmm. And the above line thinking is something established by a guy, an author, Jim Detmeyer, on the 15 mm -hmm. uh, comm uh, commitments of conscious leadership. And I highly, you know, that is one of those things that will really kind of give you some clarity. Just embracing that one way of thinking gives you the freedom and just just makes everything easier when you come with compassion and empathy to a situation and say what can i learn from it again feel the emotion yes that's terrible that's you know blah 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 but then how's it going to serve me how, how can i leverage it how can i utilize it to actually make my life better or to learn something from it so i can pass it on and be a greater value to others oh that and that's that's beautiful um i love that <clears throat> you know that you're talking about the the, the for me that, you know, again, having teenagers in my house is a great example because goodness, sure. no time other than teenagehood when you're like, it's all happening to me. And we get stuck sure. in that mindset of even as adults, yeah. that this yeah. business or this life or all of it's just mm -hmm. coming at me instead of, wow, that's an opportunity that that is happening for me. Or, yeah. you know, some people say I'm manifesting it or, you know, there's lots of terms that you, you hear. Sure about doing, you know, and it's just a mindset shift, which I love for going for that, that growth mindset. It's, it, you know, when you embrace the obstacle is the way, because I, I think what's being touted now is, especially entrepreneurs, is we see this, this kind of fake journey, this instant success, the mm -hmm. immediate gratification from, you know, I started this yesterday, now I'm an Instagram supermodel and I have these toys and this material wealth to project. And it's nine times out of 10, it's just a facade mm -hmm. and real work takes time it takes consistency over time. That is really success. And there's bumps and bruises along the way. And really what it takes is mental discipline and fortitude and grit and hustle. And you're just getting a thicker skin and creating that, um, that muscle of just, you know, moving forward through things. You've got to go through it. As we like to say, we, we've got to grow through what we go through uh -huh. because then we're on the higher side of it. Uh, and that just means is that we have the fortitude to tackle the next bigger thing. And that as you can become more competent, you become more confident mm -hmm. and then it just that belief cycle just reinforces itself. So start out with something small. Everyone's going for the million dollar goal. Go for the, okay, I need to make $50 this week, or I just need to talk to one more customer. I need to get up five minutes earlier. I need to walk another hundred feet. I need to do one more push up. Yep. whatever it is. If you do what I call 1% better. I was just going to say, I love yeah. the 1%. We're going for the 1%. It's amazing. 
because that's how life works is because you cannot. I and mean, if you look at psychologists in the curve, if, if it's too hard and the rewards too big or too small, if yep. it's too small, you're not going to do it. If it's too hard, you're never going to do it. So it has mm -hmm. to be compatible with, Hey, my skill, it has to be a little bit above where my current skill is. And it's got to be something that's doable and attainable yeah. with 1% more effort. And then obviously that exponentially just increases your ability, your skills, yeah. your confidence. Um, and we go from mindset to skill set, and then we can start acquiring the tool set to ex yeah. execute it. But anyway, that's, that's really where, um, the beauty of it is, is that it's not overwhelming. It, anyone can do it. It's just really stepping back and allowing yourself to adapt and adopt up and be open and curious to a different methodology of thinking that's really going to serve you in the uncomfortable moments because in the uncomfortable moments is where you grow. Totally. That's that. I don't, I, you know, I think so many of us are just seeking comforts and, and that moment in time where everything is perfect. And I think it's why we look at those Instagrammers, that false, you know, sense of perfection as something to attain yeah. or achieve because it looks comfortable. It looks easy. It looks, we don't see all the suffering behind it. Right. But that's the beauty of it is, is that suffering is not a negative. Yeah. Suffering is a challenge. It's a gut feeling. When you, when you reject something, this is something I challenge people on mm -hmm. is that when your gut rejects something, it's probably the one thing you absolutely need to do as top priority. Because remember, we have this wonderful thing, these two almond-shaped uh, objects in our brain called our amygdala, and it's responsible for our fight, flight, or freeze response from millions of years ago, where we deviated from our normal routine, we got eaten by dinosaurs. It was yep. a survival mechanism. Yep. But that's not happening anymore, but yet that caveman brain is still in existence. So our normal reaction to any change of being uncomfortable, whether that change is good or bad, we're gonna get signals from our brain telling us no. Going out of the comfort, you're gonna feel uneasy, and then your brain becomes a trickster. Do not listen to your mind because your mind is going to tell you, don't do that. It's going to give you all these reasons why you shouldn't, and it's going to pull you back. You've got to fight through that. That's why establishing what you really want out of life and why you want it to an emotional connection and project what that's going to do for you is going to give you that strong anchor to get through creating those new habits, those new routines, uh, those new behaviors, those new mindsets to get to a place where you have to overcome that obstacle of and then embracing being uncomfortable. Now it's like that challenge. It's like, you know, it's like eating spicy food and it's so hot and your mouth is burning, but you got to have more because it's so good. When yep. you embrace obstacles and being uncomfortable as that's your path, the mm -hmm. rocky road to everything that you want, and then you develop that grit and the determination, it's just going to fall off you like water. You're going to create that armor of confidence around you and you're going to be able to just to forge through why others are retreating. And that's how we get ahead for ourselves and our only competition is in front of you in the mirror. Yep. So like, that's how we value ourselves. Your identity is not your vocation. It is your intention and your action being delivered through what you're willing to do. That's uncomfortable and getting used to that because there is no, what, what's the end of the rainbow? Like we're taught like, okay, you know, we get up, we go through school, we go to get a job. We work for yep. 50 years. We retire, we read some books and we die. That's, that's not the life I want. I want to live while I'm working. I, my lifestyle, everything wants to be integrated. So we have this, you know, great experience. And part of that is deciding and blowing through the smoke screen that there's, it's not about the finish line guys. We all end at the same place. We're all, you know, and it's not, do you want to get there faster? I don't, I yep. really don't. I want, the I want the experience. Yep. I want, yes, I, I will take every scraped knee and bruise and everything that, because it means I'm truly experiencing life. The, the safety, there's there's some safety, sure. There's 
practical safety, roof overhead, food, providing things like that. But if we're, if our bar is that low and that's our ceiling, what kind of existence is that? We're just surviving. We're not thriving. We're not contributing. We're not that greatness inside of you, the way we were made. We are made for a huge, extraordinary life. And you have the skills and the tools, or you can acquire the skills and the tools if you switch your mindset and you really want it and go after it because the path has already been created by tens of thousands of others. You just got to find that mentor, find that podcaster, yep. find that coach yep. who's doing or has done what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And don't be the Bambi running through the minefield, getting blown up. You don't have the resources. You don't have the time, the energy of mental fortitude yet. Find the path, get that instruction, and then you, you can just go for it. That's the beauty. It's already been done. You should have absolute faith and belief that you can do it because it's been done before. Yes. I always say, don't reinvent the wheel. Go find the wheel maker. No. <laughs> just yeah. go do that. Yeah. Like really <laughs> just go find the wheel maker. So, uh, Lou, exactly. Yeah. This has been a fantastic conversation and I am sure that my audience and the listeners and the watchers on this podcast have gained so much. I know I have. I've learned quite a few things from you today. Yeah. How can they connect with you to get a little bit more from you or if they want to get one-on-one with you, where's a great way for the audience to do that? Very, very easy is just go to my website, which is my name, lukeharlan.com. I'm sure they'll be in the show notes or wherever. Click here, press there. Yes. Um, <laughs> There's plenty of resources on the site. I do have a 30-minute uh, masterclass, which goes through those five shifts. Um, free masterclass. Just you know, go ahead and go view that. Five shifts to creating your best life. Gives you more of a fundamental understanding. We touched on a few of those today, which is awesome. Um, and if that's something that really resonates with you, uh, then, I, of course, I offer what's called a clarity call, which is just a half an hour with me just to understand what you're going through, just having that chat. And if I can serve you more, uh, then we can go down that path. And if it's just, hey, let's get to know each other, I'd love to do that too. I want to embrace your you guys because we're all connected. We all can learn from each other. So just my website, lukeharlan.com. Wonderful. And yes, tap in the description down below, folks, because that's where it is. If you are listening, go into the podcast. If you are yeah. watching, it's right below the video. Tap the link to, to connect to his masterclass lukeharlan.com. And Luke, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a wonderful conversation getting to know you and your business and bringing some advice to all us entrepreneurs out there who definitely need some mindset shifting to keep us focused and determined to keep moving forward. To my audience, thank you for joining me for this week's episode. And I wish you peace as you go forward in your business. And we will talk to you next time. Thanks, Megan. Are you a business owner with tips of your own to share? Go to flowworking.net, that's F-L-O-W, working.net, to schedule your episode taping today.